Hello! Welcome to another story about the Peters children on this July 4th weekend. We're happy and thankful you've joined us. This week's story, Pearson's Sleeping Adventure, is about a mishap while the Peters family is away camping on their July 4th weekend. As we do in each story, we've included a hymn title or a line from a hymn. If you recognize it, send your answer to whimsywins at gmail.com. If yours is the first correct answer we receive, we will send you a prize. Last week, Lucy from Pleasant Hill, California, sent in the correct answer of praise to the Lord the Almighty. From this story, the Peters peter out. Good job, Lucy! Now it's time for this week's story, Pearson's Sleeping Adventure. Every July 4th was special to the Peters. Their holiday tradition involved the same thing, a camping trip to the woods north of Evergreen Valley, where they would swim in the cold snowmelt lake of Icehouse Reservoir and stare at the granite faces in Evergreen Peaked Mountains. Daddy Peters always paddled Pearson and Penelope out into the middle of the lake in their canoe, where they would fish away the early morning hours before breakfast, hoping against hope to catch a kokanee salmon. But mostly they caught trout that were often too small to keep. Daddy Peters always noted, though, a catch is a catch, which meant that it didn't matter how small it was. It was always worth the fishing trip. The adrenaline was the same, and the surge of excitement was present no matter how small the fish was. And often, the retelling of the story to Mama Peters, who was a captive and enchanted audience, was nearly as delightful as the actual event. This year, though, was a little bit different than in years past. Daddy and Mama Peters had decided to buy a new camping trailer that would help to keep their twin toddlers, Patience and Priscilla, toasty and warm at night. In spite of the high summer heat, the mountain air was always crisp at night and penetrated the tent and sleeping bags of the campers. No one minded the cold night air, but Priscilla and Patience were still little, and keeping them snug and warm inside a sleeping bag was no easy task. Plus, it had always been a dream of Mama Peters to have a trailer for camping. Both she and Daddy Peters loved camping, but it was always a bit harder on Mama Peters than Daddy because of all the hard work of camp cooking and cleanup. So a camping trailer was sure to help lessen the load for Mama Peters, and she felt like she was living the dream in her new trailer where the bed was off the ground and the heat kept her comfy all night. However, Pearson and Penelope loved the orange tent that they had grown used to over all the years of camping. They asked Daddy and Mama Peters if they could still sleep in the tent, Mama Peters was a tad bit uneasy with the notion of them sleeping in the tent, even though they would only be about 15 feet away from the camping trailer. Daddy Peters, on the other hand, was always up for adventure. He could understand why Penelope and Pearson preferred sleeping outside under the stars. So after having a discussion about it with Mama Peters, he was convinced that they would be fine. He reminded Mama that Pearson and Penelope would be next to them and that it would be a good experience to let them sleep in the tent. Besides, he figured that sleeping in the tent would be a more peaceful night for them since the twins still sometimes awakened during the night. Mama Peters deferred to Daddy's judgment, convinced that it would be just fine, but she did request that Daddy Peters begin each night of the trip with the older kids before joining the rest of the family back in the trailer. Daddy Peters was only too happy to agree to Mama Peters' terms because he too missed sleeping in the old tent and was looking forward to getting to spend time camping in the old-fashioned way, even if it was only for a few minutes each night. Preparing for camping, though, was no small feat. Mama Peters did everything she could to keep things easier in the wilderness, which meant a ton of prep work at home. Therefore, on Monday, three days before it would be time to leave, 
Mama Peters took all four of the kids grocery shopping for supplies. Pearson would serve as an aisle runner, fetching tortillas, cereal, chips, and whatever else Mama Peters could delegate, while Penelope would entertain the twins and break off pieces of string cheese for them. Mama Peters was concentrating hard on her long list, mentally checking items off and looking a touch concerned that she might be forgetting something. This is so tough, Mama Peters said half to herself. I hope I'm not forgetting anything. Mama, it's okay if you forget things. Remember, we can always go to the camp store. Penelope reassured Mama as she broke off another piece of the salty cheese for the twins. Oh, I know, for sure we can. And I'm super thankful that there's such a well-stocked store on the campgrounds. But I sure don't want to spend a fortune on items that cost a fraction of the cost here. What do you mean, Mama Peters? Penelope looked puzzled. Well, Pen, remember the time that I forgot the ketchup for the hot dogs? Ketchup in this store cost two ninety nine, but at the camp store it was five thirty nine. I was horrified because it was such an expensive bottle of generic ketchup. Wow, Mama Peters, I understand that is a big difference. But if you need help, I can bring my wallet. I have twenty nine dollars and thirteen cents. I just counted my money last night because at church Mister Bell gave me a whole dollar. Oh, Pen, wasn't that kind of him? Mama Peters loved Mister Bell who was an older widower at the church. Even though he was 98, he kept serving as a church greeter, which meant he would stand outside and greet people. He was a friendly, gregarious chap, and he tried to remember people's names, and he always kept a bag of goodies for the children. Often he would give out a crisp dollar bill to anyone who said a Bible verse. Penelope had earned a dollar by reciting Ecclesiastes 7, 21 and 22. Also, do not take seriously all words which are spoken, so that you will not hear your servant cursing you, for you also have realized that you likewise have many times cursed others. Months before, when she had gotten her glasses, and the optician had asked if she wanted something etched on the temples of her glasses frames, Penelope had decided on the reference Ecclesiastes 7, 21, and 22 to remind herself not to take to heart every time someone said something unkind to her or about her. Mr. Bell had been thrilled at Penelope's perfect recitation of those verses, and had clapped in approval when she had finished. When he handed her the dollar bill, he suggested buying an ice cream cone with the money, and also said, Hiding God's word in our hearts sure helps us to conquer sin, doesn't it? Penelope had nodded and placed it carefully in her sparkly little Miss Molly purse. Okay, I think that about does it, Mama Peters observed as she eyed the full shopping cart. As they neared the checkout, Pearson spied a bag of spicy cheese chips that they always took on the camping trip. Mama nodded her approval as Pearson tossed it into the shopping cart. On the way home, Mama Peters drove through Burrito Bing, where they picked up their favorite soft tacos for lunch. After eating, the rest of the day was dedicated to packing and prepping. Penelope was in charge of making the caramel brownies, a camping staple that Mama Peters had brought camping for as long as they could remember. Pearson was in charge of packing all of the kids' belongings into their backpacks while following Mama's list closely. Mama Peters kept busy chopping the veggies, rolling and freezing breakfast burritos, sautéing the meat for the spaghetti sauce, marinating the chicken for the grilled chicken night, preparing rice, beans, and meat for burrito night, cutting up the fruit, mixing the ranch dressing, and everything else that was remotely related to food. Then she would load it all in the trailer before Daddy arrived home from work on Wednesday. Phew! It was quite a job. Daddy's job was to finish loading the trailer with the big items, the canoe, the bikes, the scooters, the twins' ride-on toys, and the propane tanks. When it was all finished, he would connect the trailer to the van hitch, and all would be ready to leave the next morning for their camping escapade. 
By 9 a.m. on Thursday morning, the Peters were on their way. Daddy and Mama Peters always chose a family-friendly audiobook to listen to in the car. Only this year, it was a bit more of a challenge to listen because the twins were often loud with sporadic songs and happy noises. Fortunately, though, Daddy Peters only had to backtrack a few times and everyone was able to listen well to the book. Mama Peters had chosen a book that was all about a boy and his two dogs. The boy was a hunter and the dogs had cornered a raccoon in the tree. The raccoon was a big one and the saga was drawn out over a number of days as the boy continued the coon hunt with his beloved dogs. But the Peters would have to wait until the ride home to hear the tragic ending of the story. It was happy sad, like most of the stories in life. It seemed to be a constant in the Peters family that life was full of happy sad events with a kind of ebb and flow and a backdrop of glorifying God. Because the trip had taken a bit longer than expected, Daddy Peters turned off the story and turned on a CD of hymn favorites. As Trust and Obey blared through the speakers, Pearson and Penelope lustily sang along to the familiar song that their Sunday school teacher, Mrs. Harwood, had taught them. After listening to hymns for about 30 minutes, the van pulled into the campsite, and Daddy Peter struggled ever so slightly to back up the trailer into the narrow site. As was their usual routine, Mama Peters stood outside, directing Daddy Peters with nonverbal cues. She had become quite adept at pointing to every direction that Daddy Peters needed to aim the trailer before finally bringing it to a stop. Daddy Peters had worked up a sweat from steering back and forth and in and out, and was relieved when it was finally time to begin unloading and setting up camp. Penelope helped Mama organize the trailer, setting up the beds for Mama and Daddy Peters and for the twins. She unloaded all the foods and arranged everything in the proper order on the shelves. She helped Mama Peters unpack the bags of clothes and put them in their drawers. Mama Peters was ever thankful for Penelope's organizational skills and her willingness to help set up. Meanwhile, Pearson was assisting Daddy Peters with the tent. They laid the blue tarp on the ground and quickly erected the orange and gray tent. Pearson set up the sleeping bags for himself and Penelope, while Daddy Peters hung the hammocks from the tree trunks. Within an hour, everything was ready to go. Mama Peters took note of how much work it took just to have fun. Though she was exhausted, she recognized that it was worth every effort for the wonderful memories that the family shared on every camping adventure. As Mama Peters was putting the twins down for a nap, Daddy Peters quietly whispered, How about I go down to the lake with Ben and Bears while the girls sleep? Mama Peters nodded enthusiastically, relishing the thought of some quiet time with her book. Daddy Peters, Pearson, and Penelope hurried down to the lake, and though the mountain lake was cold, they had the time of their lives splashing with gusto. I love camping, Penelope said enthusiastically. So do I, darling girl, Daddy responded, pulling the paddleboard into the water. You want to go for a ride while I paddle? Penelope responded by climbing onto the paddleboard, and Pearson settled into the kayak to ride alongside. They paddled out to the buoys where they looked down into the water to try to spot some fish. But the water was too dark to see much, and their attention was drawn away from the water to a bald eagle that was swooping down toward the water only a hundred yards away. With talons outstretched, the eagle swooshed down and pulled a wriggling fish out of the water and alighted it into a huge nest on a nearby redwood tree. Penelope could not believe her eyes. Daddy Peters was also impressed. Whoa! I don't think I've ever seen that happen. Mama Peters will be so sad she missed it. I know. I'm sad for her too, Daddy. Pearson was still staring at the redwood tree, trying to make out the nest. Well, we can tell Mama Peters all about it when we get back to the campsite, Daddy Peters responded. It's time to head back anyway, because I want us to take a trail walk before dinner. 
The trio found their way back to the campsite where Mama Peters was just loading the twins into the stroller and was happy to see the rest of the family. Pearson immediately started in of telling the story about how they had seen a bald eagle, with Penelope and Daddy chiming in with some other details. Though Mama Peters was a little bit sad to have missed it, she was elated that they had witnessed such splendor in God's creation. After the family walk was over, it was dinner time, followed by the campfire and caramel brownies. Sometimes Daddy made s'mores with the children, too, but he didn't that first night because after chowing down on caramel brownies, they were pretty stuffed. So they sat around the campfire and sang songs of worship and other fun camp songs before it was time for bed. Daddy Peters walked with the older kids to brush their teeth and wash their faces at the bathroom across the path, while Mama Peters gave bucket baths to the twins and settled them into their playpens for the night. Soon, Daddy Peters was lying between Pearson and Penelope in the tent, delighting them with stories of his childhood camping experiences with his family. Penelope and Pearson drank in every word until both of them nodded off to sleep. Daddy Peters crept out of the camp, satisfied that they both understood all of the instructions he had given them about not talking too early in the morning, and he reminded them to walk together if someone needed to go to the bathroom during the night. The day had been an enjoyable but exhausting one, and before too long, Daddy Peters was snoozing away next to Mama Peters on their plush queen bed inside the trailer. With the day they'd had, it was easy to fall into a sound sleep. Mama Peters, though, had a little trouble getting to sleep, like all moms do, she kept one ear open for sounds from her children during the night. For a few moments, she listened for any noise from the tent. But before long, her tiredness gave way to sleep. Around midnight, Mama Peters jumped up from her slumber and heard the sound of shouting. She heard a woman shouting, Mama Peters! Mama Peters! Her groggy mind shook awake as she processed what was happening. Who at the campground even knew her? And why was someone shouting for her? She ran out of the trailer and saw a woman in the darkness with her flashlight aimed toward the trailer. She could hear Pearson running over to her. And when he got to her, he hugged her tightly. What's going on? Mama Peters was bewildered. The woman with the flashlight walked over right behind Pearson and began to explain. We're camping about a half a mile that way. I was just putting out the fire for the night and I looked out and saw your son stumbling through the darkness. It was exceptionally dark because all of the campers had put out their campfires. So I ran over to him and asked him if I could help him. He was unresponsive, almost as though he were sleepwalking. I asked him what his name was, and he couldn't tell me. So I asked him where his campsite was, and he couldn't tell me that either. Finally, I asked him for the name of his parents, and he answered, Mama Peters. So we've been walking around shouting your name for a little while. I'm so glad we found you. Oh, no! Mama Peters was absolutely horrified listening to the story. She squeezed Pearson tighter, and her adrenaline was pumping as Daddy Peters walked out of the trailer. He was somewhat disoriented, but quickly awakened as Mama Peters explained what had happened. He was aghast, but had the presence of mind to walk over to the tent to check on Penelope. There she was, safely tucked in her sleeping bag, sound asleep. She was none the wiser about the activity that was swirling around and had kept sleeping throughout the entire ordeal. Daddy Peters picked her up and carried her into the trailer. He laid her gently on the open bed while Mama Peters was quizzing Pearson about what had happened. Pearson didn't seem to know. He was still discombobulated, so they made sure he was comfortable and he fell asleep almost immediately. But poor Daddy Peters was wide awake. He whispered, I'm so sorry, Mama Peters. 
I wish I hadn't said they could sleep in the tent. This is all my fault. Please forgive me for making an unwise decision. I, I, I just didn't know. Daddy Peters held his head in his hands, but Mama Peters reached over and placed her hand gently on his back. Oh, Daddy Peters, she said quietly, please don't be sorry. There isn't any way you could have known he was going to sleepwalk. I don't think your decision was unwise. You made the wisest decision you could based on the information you had. God plans all things according to his purpose that we might bring him glory and trust him in every circumstance. My dear husband, I know it's easy to blame yourself, but God has planned this for our growth and his glory. Daddy Peters looked up at Mama Peters. His heart was filled with thankfulness for her gracious words and sweetness. He knew she was the perfect partner for him. He had a major sense of adventure. But Mama Peters' quiet, steady, and cautious demeanor complimented Daddy Peters's, and her gentleness served to rein him in when he wanted to act impulsively. Inwardly, he praised God for such a wife, and her assurance in that moment made him love her all the more. Oh, my darling, you're right. Thank you so much for your love and graciousness. His voice belied his emotions. Praise God for his mercy in all of this. Now it's going to be nearly impossible to get some sleep, but let's try anyway. Though they didn't think they could sleep a wink, the entire Peters family was able to get back to sleep. Mama Peters sneaked out around dawn and began cooking a breakfast of pancakes and bacon. Her family soon joined her at the campfire, and they all began chattering about the night before. Pearson, tell us what you were thinking. Mama Peters really wanted to know. I don't know, Mama Peters. I... I think I was going to the bathroom, I and, and, and I kind of remember feeling like I needed to wash my hands, and I just kept walking, but I really don't know. Daddy Peters shook his head in disbelief. You have no idea how thankful I am that you stumbled toward the only campsite with a fire still going. I shudder to think what might have happened if you hadn't. Mama Peters looked at Daddy with a loving gaze. Daddy Peters, we don't have to think about the what-ifs because God never has an alternate plan, and his plan is always perfect. Oh, isn't that so true? And and I'm so thankful. Daddy Peters was nearly yelling with a voice that was filled with emotion. Praise the Lord! Penelope, who had been listening intently to the entire story, was so thankful that she had not been awake for it. She knew it would have only scared her, and getting back to sleep would have been almost impossible. When Daddy Peter said, praise the Lord, she heartily echoed his words and hugged Pearson tightly. Pearson hugged her back. Would it help to know that I wasn't even scared a little bit? I didn't even know what was going on. With breakfast ready, the Peters family sat down to eat, but not before Daddy Peters thanked the Lord for the food and for his protective hand over Pearson. The trip would go down in history as yet another eventful camping trip but trying to avoid hardship is a useless endeavor because sometimes life can be tough. But God's loving hand is always on his children, even when things don't go according to our plans. Hello, this is Grandmom's Corner. We've mentioned many times that the stories are based on true life, and this story is no different. One of our family members did walk in their sleep on a camping trip, and the rest of the details are in the story. Frequently, things don't go the way we plan them, do they? It can be disappointing, 
and frustrating and make us upset and mad, but ultimately we have to trust the Lord. I've asked two of my daughters to share with you about the times that their plans went awry and hit a snag. The first is from my oldest daughter, Barbie, and the second from my youngest daughter, Lydia, both of whom sent me recordings. Here's Barbie first. My friend Megan and I were coming home from Seattle. We had just had a great trip there. We went to a Seattle Mariners baseball game, we visited the city, and we even spent time with Megan's family. On the day we were supposed to come home, we got a frantic phone call from Megan's cousin in the morning saying, you need to pack up quickly, leave the hotel, get to the airport as soon as you can because the security lines are going to be super long today. We quickly packed up. We were nervous, but we got to the airport. And wouldn't you know it, inside the parking garage, there was a long line. And that long line was not of cars, it was people. It looked like a giant snake that weaved in and out of the aisles of people with their luggage waiting to get into the airport. And I thought, oh no, we're going to miss our flight. I remember feeling very nervous and anxious and maybe a little bit fearful. For one thing, I didn't want to miss our flight. I had class that night and I couldn't miss that. And then I had an essay that I needed to finish. I had planned on finishing when I got home. I prayed about it and then there's a point where you say, I can't do anything and God is the one that's going to have to take care of this. So I took out my laptop, I finished my essay, I emailed my professor and explained what had happened, and we waited three hours in that line before we got into the airport. And you know what? We missed our flight. But you know what else? God really was showing how faithful and how loving he was towards us because we got a flight home easily, we got home safely, and my professor was very understanding. All in all, it was a great trip. Now here's Lydia. When I first started working, I worked in the city and I utilized the train system. Because I had gotten really familiar with the train system a couple months into my work, I stopped really paying attention to how the trains move. I would basically read the sign, get on the right train, and then go off. But how a train works is that on a platform, it has two sides, and on each side there are several trains that come and go they go to different destinations. So you have to be really mindful of that and get on the correct train to ensure that you're getting to your destination. So on one particular day, I got off work and I was heading home. And I got on a train and I, I think I looked at the sign, but I didn't really pay much attention because I kind of knew where I was going. I was really familiar with it. So I got on, I put in my headphones, got my book out, and started to read. About 20 minutes into the train station, I briefly looked up and I recognized that what was outside wasn't what I was used to seeing. Because I rode the same train every day, I saw the same people, I saw the same landmarks outside when I looked out the window, I did not recognize any of it. I quickly got off the train, realizing that I was on a completely wrong one, going a totally different direction. I began to get really nervous because being lost is one of my biggest fears. Is to, and I didn't have anybody with me, I was alone, and I'm terrible with directions, and my phone was dying. All I really had in that moment was just being able to pray. I remember just praying that God would give me right direction to head home, that he would enable me to find my train, to get on the correct train, and then also that he would give me peace. Finally, I did get home. Even now getting lost, I really echo those prayers that I had before, that God would give me peace the most, that I would not give in to being anxious or worried, because God is the best navigator that we have, 
and he is the one that can bring peace and bring us direction in life and then bring us to safety physically and spiritually. I always enjoy hearing stories about how God has worked during those nerve-wracking times. I'm going to leave you with two verses to focus on in the coming week. When my anxious thoughts multiply within me, your consolations delight my soul. That's from Psalm 94, 19. The other verse is from Isaiah 41:10. Do not fear, for I am with you. Do not anxiously look about you, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Surely I will help you. Surely I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. We'll be here next week, the Lord willing. Have a great 4th of July. Bye for now.